Drive Time Radio with New York Vinny. Good Saturday morning to you, New York Vinny, hanging out with you just after 8 o'clock here on 1150 KKNW. And it is uh, another edition of Drive Time Radio, where we get together every Saturday morning at this time and uh, talk about cars. Cars, uh, the the way they run, the lifestyle, uh, the issues surrounding them, everything that swirls around the automotive world, we touch on it here at uh, Drive Time Radio. So we thank you a lot for coming along for the ride with us on uh, what what I think is going to be a somewhat educational. That's what we try to do is educate people about cars, try to help them along with their buying decisions, with their lifestyle decisions, try to hip them up a little bit with some of the processes that go into uh, buying a car, selling a car, uh, cleaning a car, fixing a car, you name it if it has to do with cars. Uh, We're talking about it and doing it here on Drive Time Radio. So please tell your friends about us and please like us, subscribe to us on YouTube. We're going to start to uh, stream on YouTube in the very near future. And also on Facebook at Drive Time Radio and TV. You can find us there. And I, it's a good place to go on Facebook to uh, see some of the stuff that I post during the week. I'll put pictures of the cars that I'm driving. Uh, you know, all different kinds of automobilia type things, auction results, and all different, uh, you know, lost cars that I've tracked down, all of that stuff. I put it on the Facebook page. Uh, during the week, so you can keep co- in contact. Plus, if you have questions uh, about something we've done or something that you want to hear on the show or have been answered, well, we have that for you as well. So this morning, we are, uh, of course, celebrating, getting ready to celebrate Mother's Day, which is tomorrow, and a celebration, certainly, of all the moms Uh, in the world. Thank you, moms, for doing what you do. Please don't forget your mother on Mother's Day. And I'll have another little something that I'd like you to try to do if you possibly can a little later in the show. It's something that I've done for years and years and years and years. Ever since I've been on the radio, I've done it. And that's coming up on, I don't know, 30 years now. And it's a little thing that uh, I try to do around holidays and like Mother's Day that uh, can get you involved for little money, maybe even no money, if you know what you're doing. So we'll have that for you a little bit later. We're going to uh, take a look ahead at what I'm driving this week and back at what I drove last week in our uh, Yovini and the uh, Drive Time Radio Road Test. Somebody emailed me this week and asked me about the road test. How do I test cars? What do I do? How do I rate them? They they wanted me to go through a whole litany of of basically how I determine what to tell you about a car when, after I've driven it. And I was thinking it would make an interesting video to do that, to give you a reference point of how I come up with what I think about cars. And of course, um, you know, the stats are there. You can get those in Motor Trend. You can get them in, you know, all of the different automobile magazine. You can go on uh, the Car Connection. You can go on U.S. News and World Report. All the stats, all the horsepower figures, everything is all there. Uh, What is not there, though, that I find and where I thought the um, ability to do this show was in what a real guy like me, feels about driving a particular car, taking it on a particular road, using it for a particular purpose. So what I do with my cars is I I basically test them in the environment in which they're going to be used in. Mostly it's around town, city traffic. And then I also have a course uh, that I take almost every car on. And uh, it's, it's a combination of Twisty roads, off-road, paved roads, unpaved roads, towns, and wide-open stretches. 
and it gives me an idea of how the car acts in different situations. It's not every situation, but it's a wide variety of driving climates. So if the car has a switch that says, put it into uh, four wheel drive off road, you can put it into four wheel drive, go off road, and you'll get an idea of whether they're, they're telling you the truth or it's there because you want to impress your wife or your girlfriend or your kids. Uh, there are some cars that are like that. So I think in the near future here, as soon as I can get somebody to help me shoot it, maybe my uh, my buddy uh, Bill will help me shoot this thing. I want to actually shoot a video that you can actually go to and refer on uh, how I test the car, what I put the car through and how I come up with the uh, rate. I don't really rate cars like some websites do and stuff by it's a 10, it's a nine, it's a 9.2, it's an 8.4, it's a 1.3. I don't get into that game with it, but I do tell you how I think the car feels, how it looks, curb appeal. Uh, I think there's more value in driving uh, a car through uh, Dick's parking lot over here on a Friday night when all of these car nuts are uh, assembled or the triple X root beer on a Saturday, a Sunday afternoon when all the car people are assembled and, uh, and, and looking at their reactions. Do they turn around? Do they look? Do they, um, do they acknowledge it? Does anybody come over and want to see what's under the hood or ask you questions about the car? Because basically a lot of these cars that I have haven't been released to the public yet. So they don't even know that, uh, you know, that that car is out and as you know, some are, and then there's certainly, uh, you know, some of the um, top of the buffet table cars, uh, you know, like, a, you know, you get into a Challenger, uh, uh, you know, Wildcat or a Camaro ZL1, and you drive that uh, into the parking lot and people walk over and they look at it. They want to see it. They want to know what it is. I want to know how it drives, uh, what you think about it. Is it, is it comparable to uh, a car that I may have driven in 1971 or 72? Or, um, you, you know, those those are a lot of the questions I get on these different cars. And then there's always the people that are looking to buy a car and want to, um, you know, want my advice because I've driven uh, a bunch of different cars. And you can point out the good, the bad, and the ugly and tell them what to buy and what to stay away from. That's simple. Uh, the unfortunate thing that I don't, I'm not able to do, and which uh, I have to figure out a system for at some point, <clears throat> I can only go by uh, things like consumer reports is to figure out the longevity of a car. Um, how will a car hold its resale value? How will a car, uh, act down the road you know i can look at past history of that model uh, uh and so on and so forth and get an idea uh, but the reality is nobody really knows no nobody you know certain companies have a predicted liability history there's uh, some magazines and websites that actually give that manufacturer or give that car a number and say okay it's a seven out of ten or an eight out of 10 or a two out of 10, you know, whichever, whichever way <clears throat> it goes. And um, the problem there is, is some, some, there are some cars and some manufacturers where you may buy one car and the car is great because it's either made in a particular plant and that plant has a great reputation or you know, uh, uh, maybe it's uh, the engine that was changed in the cars, like they were using one particular type of engine. And then uh, another type of engine was, uh, it was changed in mid run. And so that second engine is a better engine. They picked up what was wrong with the first one. So the second engine is better than the first one. So when you go out, you buy one of those cars, you want to make sure that you get 
the car with the better engine. You don't want, you know, you can do that simply by looking at the ID number, running it through a Carfax. By the way, I always recommend you get a Carfax on any car you buy. What is it? Under 50 bucks. And it tells you, in most cases, a pretty good history of what that car has been through, where that car has been in its life. And if it's had any uh, major insurance claims against it, uh, any flood claims, which is very, very important in today's economics. I mean, the last thing you want to do is uh, go out and buy a two or three year old car and you think you're getting a bargain and the thing's been through a flood and the salt water has gotten through into the um, electronic systems in the car, especially the, you know, the nav system, the, all the computer boxes and everything that's in the car. You got it. You bought yourself a $10,000 paperweight because when those electronic systems go, it's, you don't pull it out and fix it. They're gone, man. That's it. You go and you find another one. Uh, and and you wind up uh, costing yourself some serious money when that happens. So you really have to be aware. And those are the things that I'd like to be able to at some point uh, in the near future factor in. Uh, because when I advise people to drive a car, I want them to be happy. You know, I want them to. I mean, I do this because I'm a fan of cars. If you know me a long time, you know, I'm a sports guy, but I also grew up in the car business. I love cars. I love car shows. I love the whole automotive lifestyle. Uh, the freedom to jump in your car and go where you want to go when you want to go. There's something beautiful. I mean, that's really what America is all about, isn't it? Is uh, your freedom to get up and go where you want to go when you want to go, except maybe in the center of a pandemic or something like that. That's, you know, can have a few restrictions here and there. But I'm a long road trip kind of guy. I love getting in the car, taking off and seeing stuff. Um, I've, I've seen America through the window of a car, north, south, east, west, and everything in the middle. And I never get tired of it. I'll be going on a long road trip again. Uh, next week, I think I'm scheduled to go to um, Salt Lake City and San Francisco. Uh, we'll be on the road with the show next week. We'll see how that all works out. Hey, uh, but no, Nathan is uh, Nathan does his job back there. Does a great job of uh, getting the show on the air. Nathan, good morning. How are you? Good morning, Vinny. So far, so good. Good, good, good. Great to hear your. Uh, your chipper voice, my friend. Oh, thank you. It's glad to be a part of it. Oh, we're glad you're here. Now, um, can I tell our friends what you told me before the show? Oh, absolutely. I mean, as long as uh, you're talking about what I know you're talking about. Yeah. Um, our friend Nathan, uh, you know, talk about, you know, with the pandemic, Nathan and I have only met once. I mean, we went and reviewed the, uh, you know, usually I would see him every day, but with this pandemic, you know, things have changed. Uh, but Nathan revealed to me that he has a very special skill uh, that I knew nothing about. But Nathan is like a champion pool player, right, Nathan? That's right. I play in the United States Professional Pool Players Association. That doesn't mean I'm a pro, but the league is run by pros, and they expect a high amount of professionalism from their players. What... Um... What, how did you develop this skill? Just by you have a pool table at home? For the most part, just on my own, but really got the interest by watching pool on TV. They would always have the professional BCA tournaments going on and have commentators. And what really got me into playing and developing my skills was each time they were broadcasting a match, they would have like a sort of halftime tip of the day that they would introduce to you for playing your pool. So every time I saw that, whenever I go play pool next, I would practice that tip and develop my skills from there. So pretty much self-taught. Wow, that's, uh, that's pretty amazing. And, and so you're good, right? I am the highest skill level you can be in my league, which is a 10. They rate you from now, 1 to 10. Will you go pro at some point? I mean, do you foresee yourself going that route? Not in the near future, but I do enjoy playing in local tournaments and brought home a trophy to our company here at Hubbard Radio. Really? We had a sort of a 
market type tournament that we played at the garage in Seattle. And so me and another person from the company signed up and we won the tournament. Wow. That's, uh, that's awesome, Nathan. That's really, uh, that's, uh, you, you know, I mean, you meet, you know, you meet, and I meet, have met a lot of athletes and interviewed a lot of athletes and a lot of people who play games of skill and have met some, you know, some really good, um, you know, pool players, uh, in my life. And, uh, so now I'm, I'm glad to add one more person that I know to that, uh, to that gallery. Now, Nathan, a, a final question here. Um, do you, uh, how can I put this delicately? Do you have to take like an oath or anything like that, that you won't go up to like, um, that little dive bar up on, uh, uh, uh Greenwood Avenue up there in, in the sixties, there's a bunch of pool tables in it and go in and snook the whole house for about a thousand bucks and get back in the car and go. Well, we have a cool, uh, term for that. And that's called uh sandbagging. Uh, some people also may know of it as hustling, but in league terms, it's called sandbagging. Well, you didn't answer the question, though, do you? Oh. <laughs> you <laughs> well, you asked if there is a code, and we don't uh, typically go around and sandbag other people, if that's what typically. you're saying. Yeah. So if we're in Idaho, let's say, or New York, and we go into a place and there's some loudmouth guy saying, hey, I'll compete anybody in pool. Um would that uh, if you beat the living crap out of him in pool, would uh, would that be sandbagging or would that be just displaying your skills? Oh, that would be more of hustling. Well, if you go in like full speed, then that's just displaying your skills. But like hustling, that would be pretending you're bad, and then you go have a money round, and then suddenly you shoot lights oh. out. Nathan, we would never want you to do anything <laughs> like that. Nary be either guy who turns you uh, from a, a life of enjoyment. And, um, and I, and I do suppose that you really enjoy playing the game mm-hmm. um, uh, to a life of CD bars and CD companions and, you know, all, all that goes along with hustling. Now you got to build a reputation. And if you hustle even one time, that's reputation is really going to drop. Now, have you ever seen, um, the Jackie Gleason movie about Minnesota Fats? Uh, I don't believe so. I've seen a few pool movies, classic pool movies, but I think I still need to take a look at that one. Oh, we gotta get we gotta get you that movie. That's a great uh, a great movie with uh, Paul Newman and uh, and Jackie Gleason. Uh, you know, done in the in the um, fifties, and um, you know, and then there's also what the Color of Money. With, oh yeah, uh, that one I've Tom- seen and the Hustler. Yeah, and the hustler and and so on and so forth. All right. Well, uh, before we go to break, do you want to ask me the magic question? Yo, Vinny, what are you driving this week? Well, Nathan, it's funny that you asked. I mean, while we were, it's amazing that we were talking about the pool, and the next thing you know, Nathan asked me what I'm driving this week. So I will uh, let you and him and everybody know that this week I am squiring. Excuse me a second. <clears throat> I'm squiring the 2021 Acura TLX. Um, uh, the, the fanciest uh, one. I'm trying to think of the uh, name of the edition now, and it just escaped me for a second. Uh, but it is the top line uh, TLX with the all-wheel drive and um, just a, just a uh, loaded, a loaded. Uh, it's the eight, um, the advanced package. And um, which is the top of the line goes for about forty nine thousand uh, dollars. This is a brand all brand new for twenty twenty one Acura. They've uh, redone this car and have done I think an excellent job with it. It's certainly more engaging uh, than most of the Acuras I've driven short of the NSX. Uh, it really a, a car that um, while the steering is a little light. Uh, if you put it in that uh, sport mode, it really does kind of kind of hold the road and uh, behave through the curves, and it doesn't feel. You know, Hondas and Acura's had a reputation for feeling more like an appliance than a car. You know what I mean? I mean, uh, you know, and that's to say that they're good cars, uh, they're reliable cars, but they weren't anything special to drive it wasn't like getting in a mazda or it wasn't like getting in even the the, the honda 
Uh, the all Honda sports car at 3,000. The Civics were very, uh, the S3000, I think it was. The uh, uh, Civics were very engaging. But after that, it turned into kind of, um, you know, just a, a really neutral kind of feeling when you drove these things. And uh, the uh, TLX gets away from that and actually puts a little oomph into this car. It engages you when you're driving it. And I like that. Uh, has a, a slew of safety features in it, um, you know, from everything you would expect, uh, surround cameras and lane departure and forward collision warnings, just about everything uh, you would expect. And if you get that all-wheel drive uh, model with the advanced package and the technology package, you get the ventilated front seats and everything. Really uh, a, a, a really nice car. The only thing uh, drawback to this car is it suffers from the same disease that the Lexus suffers from, which is an overcomplicated um, nav system, overcomplicated entertainment system. Uh, the interface with the car again goes to that mouse pad. Uh, and when you are driving a car at 60 miles an hour and you start to mess with that thing to get directions, it can take your attention off the road. And I know you should have a disclaimer, but the reality is people do drive these cars using these info systems and the least complicated you can make it, the better it is. It's a fact of life, folks. So, um, but I really, I'm enjoying the car. I think at, uh, you know, 49,000 bucks, this car is a buy. Uh, the interior feels much um, better, much uh, more luxurious than it, than it should be at this price. Uh, it's really done right. Uh, controls, everything except for that, you know, nav system is you know, are really put together well. They're really in where they're supposed to be and how they're supposed to be there. And there are even redundant controls on the heater and on a lot of these things on the volume and everything so that you can manually move it along, which I think is a good idea because, again, I think there's a lot of people that are going to buy these cars, use the entertainment system a couple of times, and then not touch them. Uh, you have to uncomplicate these things, but that's my only knock on it. Uh, and we'll have a full review coming up for you uh, in the near future, but uh, certainly an enjoyable car to drive a good, very good looking too. The redesign did wonders for this car. Very good looking uh, redesign on the Acura TLX 2.0, uh, a turbo, by the way, coming a little later in the year. I'll be interested to drive that as well. All right, quick break here. We come back. And uh, we uh, talk a little bit about Mother's Day and teaching uh, moms, teaching their kids how to drive. And in some cases, teaching them a lot more. It is Drive Time Radio. I'm New York Vinny on KKNW. Ever look inside a drop of gasoline? We do at Tidewater again and again, splitting the tiniest of drops even smaller and smaller and smaller. Then we check the balance of molecules to learn all that science can learn. All to make Flying A the most advanced gasoline of today and for tomorrow. From other Tidewater research programs come new ways to bring your car a longer engine life with lubricants designed to protect under all conditions in any climate. That's why Vidal motor oils are so widely used in 82 countries around the world. And Tidewater Research also brings you greater safety with the remarkable new Flying A Safety Ride Tire. First, with the revolutionary Dynapol Tread. New Safety Ride Tires take extreme punishment with an extra margin of safety. Watch. At 50 miles per hour, these Flying A tires on the left stop 39 feet safer than other premium tires. New gasolines developed in Tidewater Laboratories have to prove themselves under the widest range of driving conditions. They're tested for winter driving high in the mountains, tested for summer heat out on the desert, tested for start and stop driving too, tested and tested to make sure Flying A gasoline puts more action in your car wherever you drive. 
This research is just part of Tidewater's one and a quarter billion dollar investment for your car. And here's where it all pays off for you. In finer products and better service at your Flying A dealer. Drive in at Tidewater's sign of quality, Flying A. You found us. Maybe you've been guided to listen. Alternative Talk 1150. Back with you on Drive Time Radio Saturday morning. Skies are clearing up here in the conversion zone. Hopefully it'll be a nice Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day to all the moms out there who uh, um, work so diligently. And boy, what a year it's been for moms. I mean, dads too, but uh, I mean, you think about all of the things that uh, moms have had to do uh, this year. I mean, not only are you a mom, uh, but you're out there, you know, teaching the kids uh, virtually through, you know, with, uh, trying to coordinate everything to get them to the computer on time so they don't miss a class and don't miss schools. Um, it's really, uh, it, it's a wonder. I, I mean, I always look at the job that uh, my ex-wife did with my daughter and and I just, uh, I, I sit back and admire um, any anybody, any male uh, who look at uh, at their mom and appreciated what their mom did growing up and thinks that uh, mom sits around the house all day and does nothing uh, is is out of their mind so it's really uh, it's just something spectacular to see and we commend the moms out there for doing uh, what they do I think one of the toughest things that a mother has to do um, especially uh, if there's a, a family that doesn't have, uh, a dad around, and I don't know why this is how it is, but it is. Uh, it's it's how things work, and that is traditionally in many families, um, it is the father who takes the children out and teaches them how to drive. Uh, you know, you get driver's education and everything like that, but time and time again, when you look around, you see all of these stories of men who have taught their children, their, their daughters and sons, how to drive. Uh, it's just, uh, I, and again, it's, I don't think it's anything intentional. I think maybe in the old days when I was a kid, you had all the jokes about women drivers. Yeah, you didn't want to be seen in the car with your mom driving. Oh, my God. You know, oh, but that's. That's like old, you know, that, that's, that's stupid old man stuff. Uh, but yet it seems a lot of, you know, but in, in today's family, uh, that includes all different combinations of what a parent is. Uh, you could have two fathers, you could have two mothers, you could have uh, just, a, you know, a, a smorgasbord of, of what a parent is. But the one thing that hasn't changed is there are families where dad takes off, where dad decides, boom, he's, he's trucking. And it's left up to mom to teach the kids how to drive. Now, of course, you can go and you can spend the money on a school if you're a person of means. Uh, you can you know, send them off to a, a driving school. And I recommend sending your kids to it at the very least a defensive driving school, a school where uh, they are taught the basics of how to look out on the road and how to sense that something is going to happen and how to pay attention to what's going on out there and not your telephone. If I've pounded anything, tried to stress anything in teaching my daughter how to drive, it's that mom's if you're teaching your kids how to drive, please put away the phone. Uh, there's nothing more important to you than the lessons that you are going to give your child when you are taking them out on the road. They can get killed out there very, very, very easy. And uh, I can't stress it enough that it's not a time to be friends. It's not a time. It's a time for education. And uh, last year, uh, I read an article 
from uh, the, one of my favorite websites, The Girl's Guide to Cars, which uh, Scotty Reese is uh, the person who runs that website, one of the people. And we've had her on many times uh, throughout the years. Uh, just a great guest and a, a, a wonderful person, wonderful mom. And, and on her site, there was this great article about uh, her, this woman, Natalie, mom, teaching her how to drive. And it was, it was fascinating uh, because I didn't have that experience. My mom didn't drive. She didn't have a driver's license. So I didn't learn. You know, in New York City, a lot of people didn't have driver's license because they took the bus everywhere. We wanted to drive in New York City. But except crazy people like me. But it was just an interesting perspective to, you know, to see how Natalie spelled out uh, some of the things that her mother taught her about driving uh, that I think guys don't get taught. The lock your doors at night, the don't keep your purse on the seat or your bag on the seat, uh, to, um, you know, to be aware of your surroundings, to, uh, again, put away the phone, you know, all the phone, all the things, the safety things to go along with uh, the actual acts of driving and how you, uh, how you carry yourself and carry your car. And I thought it was fascinating stuff. And I was reading more on this this year because of the year that we've gone through and so on and so forth. And I came up with a very interesting article um, that was in the New York Times uh, by an African-American woman and how conflicted uh, she was teaching her children to drive while black. And I, and I wholeheartedly suggest that you uh, search this uh, article out. It was uh, from December of last year, so not too long ago, uh, by a woman, Suzanne McFadden. And it was just a, a mother's perspective on the what's commonly now in America known as the talk that you have to have with your children of color. Um, and... As you go through this, and she talks about how she's thinking about this and how um, she taught her kids how to drive during the pandemic. And they, um, you know, and, and it was a special time because not only did you have the pandemic going on, but you had all of these police shootings going on. And she says in the article that, um, you know, teenagers need about a thousand hours to um, get the experience before they're ready to go solo. And, uh, you know, I'd say that's true. Maybe it's a, maybe it's a, a higher number than I would have thought. Uh, but certainly not only do you have the, um, you know, the stuff that you have to teach about, you know what happens when you come to a four-way stop sign all over Seattle? No, I don't think anybody still knows what happens when you come to a four-way stop sign. And, you know, the way you merge onto a highway, uh, the tricks about letting other people in, uh, when to hit the gas, when to hit the brake, the sp sticking to the speed limit, how to negotiate curbs if you find yourself coming in at a higher rate of speed than you thought you were going to get into it at. Just many, many different things. But then the part that really gets me about the article and, and makes you think is she said, she, and I'm quoting from the article now, I began emphasizing things I thought might help keep them safe on the road when they were away from me. You, I told them, do not have the luxury of speeding or joyriding. You, yes, you, must pay attention all the time. That these are lessons, and now I'm end quote, these are lessons that we must teach our black children. She only feels secure when her kids are home for the night uh, 
wherever they are, no matter the age. No drinking and driving, no texting and driving, don't fiddle with your music when you're changing lanes. When the, if the cops pull you over, you keep your hands on the on the dashboard or up on the wheel. You don't reach, no matter what you drop, you don't reach for it. That it's more than just giving more gas to the car when you're going uphill. She's drilled them on what to say. Yes, officer. No, officer. And what to do. Turn your music off, especially if it's rap. Call me. Start a recording on your phone before the officer gets to the car. Put your hands on the steering wheel and keep them there. Have your license and car registration ready. And she was conflicted about this because she's always taught, she says, her children to self-advocate for themselves, uh, to stand up for yourself, to not take the prejudices that the world puts on you. But in the world we live in today, these kids talk, don't talk back to the cops, don't question the cops, just comply with everything that they say. And here's the line that really got me, is her son said to her, don't worry, mom, I understand I have to live first so I can speak up later. I don't know that, that white people can relate to that. I think some can if you live in certain places. But for the most part, that's a conversation I didn't have with my daughter. I didn't tell her when we were driving, if a policeman pulls you over, keep your hands up on the top of the wheel. Shut the motor off before they get there. Uh, com you know, comply with everything they say, no matter how, how stupid it may sound or how a violation of your rights it may sound. That you have to, that, that, that there is a different standard. I didn't have to say that to her because she's a white woman. But it's shocking to see this. And I suggest that you read it because I don't know that there's any bigger um, illustration in the difference in growing up white and growing up black. Uh, you know, uh, economic things you can take yourself out of, uh, certainly uh, sports and different things that are uh, perceived to be a problem because you're African-American or Hispanic you can take yourself out of, you can get a job, you can go to school, you can do these different things, but you can't change the color of your skin. And you can't change the perception that a policeman has, which seems to be these days more and more immediate, that something is going to go wrong and I have to be ready to attack. And if something doesn't seem right, I'm going to shoot first and ask questions later. And God bless the policemen that are able to see these situations and not let this creep into their minds. But I thought on this Mother's Day weekend that you ought to be told about this, that you ought to acknowledge this, that besides every other problem uh, that communities have, there's this extra one here that sits in the laps, really in the lap of African-American and Hispanic and communities of people with color. Don't know how you fix it, but I know the first step in fixing it is to acknowledge that it happens. And um, there's a, a lot of this that goes on around driving. A lot of these shootings go on around driving. And if in one small way, we could be one small part of fixing that and bringing awareness to that. And we've done our job, at least in part, uh, on a Mother's Day. Quick break here. We'll come back with uh, our cartoons. Well, 56 is almost gone. Only three more days. We made a lot of friends. 
sold a lot of Chevrolet. But let's not wait till New Year's Eve at some time past 11. Let's go explore what lies in store for 1957. May 57 bring you all its best along the way. Good health, good friends, good times galore in your new Chevrolet. The big buy in the low price field will win in any test. All point by point comparisons show Chevy leads the rest. Enjoy the special air of springtime, clean and new. Enjoy it every bit as much inside your Chevy, too. The outside air can breeze right through this brand new intake vent, improving air supply as much as 22%. May friends add to your happiness, and may days be filled with fun. And may you often have a chance to choose your favorite one. In Chevrolet, you have a choice no other car can touch. Five engines, five transmissions. Only Chevy has so much. And may you reap the harvest of the highways across the land. And when again the end of one more year is close at hand, and you count all the good things that you gained along the way, perhaps the best of all the rest will be your Chevrolet. And although our show is far from being over, on behalf of your authorized Chevrolet dealer, let me wish you a very happy New Year. Talk radio for the heart and soul. Alternative Talk 1150. Right back into it here on Drive Time Radio. New York Vinny hanging out with you Saturday morning. Happy Mother's Day to all the moms out there or those of you who act like moms. You know, you know, as I said, today's families, you know, things are different. You have two males in the house, but one's a mom and one's a dad. Two females and one's a mom. It's, it's all different kinds of combinations. And so to all of you who uh, act in a mother's role and to those of you who are born to be mothers, happy Mother's Day to you all. Thought I'd pull this one out from uh, a Disney movie here on uh, this morning's uh, Saturday morning cartoon. Uh, this is uh, not one of the more well-known uh, Disney movies. It's called The Littlest Outlaw. It was put out back in 1955. And it's about a young boy who sees a horse being abused and he uh, runs away with the horse and uh, the horse is taken from him and and the story rounds winds up but uh, in this in this um story uh, one of the people in the movie drive a, a rather beat up car and as uh, many of us do uh, the man that drives this car names his car so this is uh from the movie uh, the Littlest uh, Outlaw from the Walt Disney soundtrack. This is Doroteo, the automobile song. Released for Christmas, 1955. Uh, that is uh, The Littlest Outlaw from Walt Disney and the song there, uh, Doroteo. And if that voice sounds somewhat familiar to you older Disney fans, that is because it is Cliff Edwards, and Cliff Edwards is the voice of none other than Jiminy Cricket. So by Jiminy Cricket, we uh, found a car song. And uh, the reason I picked uh, this one to play today is because my mom's name was Dorothy. So I figure what the heck is a little bit of a tribute to my mom. We pick out uh, Doroteo and play it for you. So that is our cartoon uh, for this uh, Saturday morning, Saturday morning cartoon, because cars and music go together so well. Okay, time now for uh, the Drive Time Radio Road Test. The Drive Time Radio Road Test. Every week, Vinny puts another car through its paces and lets you know the good, the bad, and the ugly. Well, I wouldn't call anything ugly about this particular car. We talked about it last week. 
And um, I thought it was a great little ride, the 2021 Volkswagen Tiguan. Now, the, one of the great things about the Tiguan, and I wouldn't suggest that you, uh, you know, buy this car just for that, but I like the fact that you have one of the only, if not the only, um, mid-size compact SUV with a third seat. Now, again, I wouldn't look at it and say, oh man, you know, now that I have five kids, I should run out and get this car uh, because it's not a full-time, I'd want to take a trip across country, third seat. But it is definite in a pinch. I got to take Timmy and his sister home from school because it's raining out and their parents called me and said, I can't pick them up. So you can stick them in the back there, belt them in, and uh, they are uh, good to go. So that to me is one of the standout things about the Tiguan. When you look at it, you see the uh, the, the ease of getting in and out of it, which I thought was uh, extremely easy. The design of the Tiguan, uh, which really is a sharp looking car with nice character lines. Uh, it's, you know, it's not just a flat slab sided car. Uh, it's a high vehicle. Uh, meaning that there's a lot of glass area in it. So it's not, you know, kind of crunched down to bring the back down to a certain point in the aerodynamic flow. It stands much more upright, much more uh, like the Honda uh, CRV. You get, um, you know, the problem with the Tiguan really that it faces in this category is that it goes up against the CRV and the Mazda CX-5. Uh, with, I think, more room in each one of those in the interior. So that's where the Tiguan suffers. But save for the Mazda, the Tiguan is an excellent driving car, an excellent engineered car. That's that, uh, you know, Volkswagen, uh, Porsche, Audi engineering uh, that you can't beat. Uh, the Germans really do. Uh, sometimes even over-engineer some things. But uh, the Tiguan is comfortable to drive. It has a high seating position. So when you get in there, you feel like you're sitting up. Sometimes a little, you know, it's almost a little, you know, you want to lie back in the seat a little bit. But it does uh, get you to that point where uh, you're sitting, you know, it's a small car, a lower car, but it does work out well. As far as mild off-roading, took it up uh, on the uh, race course, uh, not the race course, our, our little course up there, took it up to the Mountain Loop Highway, took it off-road into the potholes, up to the, you know, all, all through some, uh, you know, mild off-road situations, and it performs spectacularly. You drop it into the, uh, into the low, uh, the uh, automatic transmission, shifts clean and sharp follows your direction the paddle shifters easily and um never bottomed out never scraped nothing skid pads on the bottom in case you do uh but the suspension in that mode of off-road uh held up real well the um the 21 tig one uh, again Hasn't added much to 2020, but it does have a Wi-Fi hotspot, does have leather interior, does have heated seats, and does have a number of uh, USB ports so that you, can, you and the kids can uh, plug everything in. The interior feels more upscale than what you pay for the car. And uh, again, like I said, simple interior, nav system, infotainment system, is easy to use. Volkswagen has one of the best in the business. And I was especially uh, fond of the Fender sound system uh, that was in this car. Really did a nice job of, uh, you know, of, of being logical. It's driven by 184 horsepower, a two liter four cylinder engine with a turbo, eight speed automatic transmission, easy to drive, maybe, you know, a little, a little slower than you might expect getting onto the highway, but not 
uh, a discernible difference. Uh, but if it's not a speedster, this thing is geared to be, uh, you know, a light off-road vehicle. All-wheel drive models get 20 in the city, 27 on the highway uh, with an agile, good ride. And again, this, um, the crash test results, uh, five stars in the side crash test, four stars in the rollover from the NHTSA and the I, uh, IHS gives it their highest rating. So a very safe vehicle as well. As I said, I drove the uh, Tiguan Premium R line uh, that um, with all wheel drive, automatic high beam headlights, surround view parking camera, uh, hands free lift gate, and the Fender audio system. And uh, it came out uh, just under uh, $42,000 uh, for everything. So I thought an excellent car, excellent uh, for a value for the money. And, uh, you know, with the Tiguan, the other thing I like about it, to be honest with you, is you're not driving every what everybody else is driving on the road. You know, it's a little different, and there's so many different, uh, you know, cars that look the same out there. The Tiguan at least has a little bit uh, of a distinct profile to it, and I kind of, I like that. I thought that was a very cool, cool thing. So, that's our look at the 2021 Volkswagen Tiguan. If you want something a little bigger, take a look at their ass, uh, Atlas. And if you want something a little smaller, you've got the uh, Touring, which is uh, one of the better small uh, SUVs out there. But the Tiguan fits right in the middle and does a fine job and uh, will do a fine job for you. Very impressive effort uh, by Volkswagen with this car although when i get into one of these things i still always miss the day of the tdi diesels uh but i'm i'm, I'm waiting for the uh, id4 all right that is gonna lock it up for another edition of drive time we thank you so much for listening we thank nathan and what uh, for making everything work we thank george jackson uh for helping us out with the sponsorship and we of course Thank you for listening to the show. We'll see you next Saturday morning at 8 o'clock if the Lord's willing and the creek don't rise. Have a very, very happy Mother's Day.